Blog Talk Radio. All right, all right, all right. Yeah. Hey, 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 everybody. It is Tuesday night, right around 8 p.m. Eastern time. So y'all know what time that is. It is time for the scoreboard sports show. Now, we come to you guys live every Tuesday night. We're talking that talk on all things sports. Hopefully... You guys had a great weekend. It was a good sports weekend. I'm just waiting for my partner, Mr. Jazz Scoreboard, to get up in the clubhouse so we can talk that talk. Oh, look at that. I asked and I shall receive. <laughs> hey, Jazz, how you doing, buddy? Hey, what's happening, baby? What's the word? What you got? What you got? What's happening? What? <laughs> Ooh, I like that energy coming up in this scoreboard. You must have had a good weekend. Yo, yo, let me let yo, the weekend was excellent. <laughs> excellent. A lot of it's a lot to talk about. It went excellent. It is a lot to talk about. You know, you got so much energy, Jazz. Should I just let you open up and just pay these bills? You feeling that good? Or should I just continue I, as, as normal? You know, like, I'm, in, I'm not at the bill part yet. I'm, I'm not at the bill part yet. I'm getting close. I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. <laughs> That's that okay. If you would be so kind as to as to do that and then we'll 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 slide right into that joint. Okay, we're gonna go ahead and, and do it as we usually do. Once again, welcome to the scoreboard. My name is Tony and I am joined by the phenomenal the phenomenal Mr. Sports himself. The one and only Mr. Jazz Scoreboard. We come to you guys live Aww. every Tuesday night at eight PM. 
And we have a great time for the next hour talking nothing but sports. You want to talk about it? We'll be about it. Hey, can't nothing come across our desk that we can't talk about. Now, Word you know, out. we are on this channel tonight. Thanks to the ladies of Let's Chat for letting us slide up yes. in the chat room this evening. Thank you, Leash. Yes. Thank you, Miss Tony. Yes, thank you, baby. <laughs> thank you. Oh, so we guys hope we hope you guys get to enjoy the show now. The scoreboard is presented by the one and only Mimi Capri on Real Raw Radio. And you can also get our reruns over at Queen City Bully. So make sure you guys check out our pages so that you know when those reruns or those re airs are happening. That's W six four six on QueenCityBullies.com. Head on over there. There's a lot going on. They're actually doing a uh, fundraiser for the homeless on Thanksgiving. And if you'd like to donate your time or uh, anything that you'd like to be able to donate to them, just check us out. It's on my page. It's on Queen City Bullies page. Just follow Amir Smith, and we can make that happen. I think they're trying to get everything by the Monday before Thanksgiving. So if you can help out, it will be much appreciated. So make sure you go ahead over there and check that out. Now, Nini Capri is the author of some phenomenal reads. Just a few of them is the P-Trap series, one through four. And sprinkled in there is Tainted, one and two. And she's actually pinning some new stuff, Jazz. I can't wait for her to drop that. Uh But right, you know, anything Nini drops, we pick it up. We pick it up. Yes. It's hot, hot, hot. Now, her latest one, Diamonds, Pumps, and Glocks, can be gotten over there in Queen City Bullies as well. And you can pick it up at Amazon. And I do believe it is on Nook. So anywhere books are sold, just type in Nene Capri, and all of her phenomenal works will come up, and you can purchase that as well. Now, Jazz, we've had a great weekend. And I have to say it was a really, really good weekend as far as sports was concerned. We had football. We yeah. had basketball. We had boxing. Yeah. We had hockey. Yeah. What don't we have, Jazz? Let's, let's, let's be clear. Let's be clear. It was a wonderful night in New York City, Madison Square Garden. First time UFC, Madison Square Garden. And let's be clear, people, if you didn't see it, it did not disappoint. It did not. 100%. The card was phenomenal from start to finish. Misha Tate lost, and then she retired straight up in the ring, just retired like, yo, this is my last fight. Mm -hmm. Because she got beat up, let's be clear. She lost. She Mm -hmm. lost handily to a young lady that was on the ultimate fight of it. She trained during the TV show. And mm. and uh, uh, FYI, yeah, Ronda Rousey going to retire next month because Nunez is going to make her ass retire because she's going to beat her senseless. But <laughs> I digress. So then we had the fight of the night. Tyrone Woodley fought Stephen Thompson. Fight of the night. I swear to you, back and forth, Personally, I think Thompson won 3-2 because I think he took the fifth round. The fight ended in the majority draw, so they're going to do it again. Dana White said, we're going to do it again. We're going to do it again. Then uh-huh. you had the King. Well, no, no, no. Before that, you 
Romero, if I'm, I, I might be mispronouncing his name, he fought, um, um, what's old boy? He fought Wegman, Chris Wegman, beat Chris Wegman. Uh-huh. And it just so happens that Michael Bisbin, the middleweight champion of the UFC, was commentating for UFC 205. So after, Mar- after Romero won a fight, he looked up at the booth, Bisbin looking down at him, he looking up at Bisbin, he tell Bisbin, yo, uh-huh. remember what happened in Germany. Don't sleep. Because oh. now oh. Rome because now Romero has to fight Bisbin for the middleweight championship of the UFC, which will probably be early next year. A bomb fight. Bomb fight. Because they both throw bombs. And then the king, my man McGregor, went in there and beat the absolute Piss out of my man Alvarez. Nothing against Alvarez. But Alvarez was overmatched. Mm-hmm. He couldn't deal with the power. So now, mm-hmm. like we spoke about before, McGregor now has both fights. He has both belts at featherweight and lightweight. He probably will not fight. He'll defend the featherweight belt, but he can't make featherweight. He can't make one. He can't make one thirty-five. He, he can't. Mm-hmm. I think it's either 135 or 145. He can't make that weight. So he'll probably continue to fight as a lightweight. But it was a great fight. And the King closed his show right now. McGregor is the, in UFC, he is Uh the the main draw. He is the King right now. Then on top of that, Danny Garcia fought um, um, Samuel Vargas. Beat Samuel Vargas, knocked him out in the seventh round. Then on top of that, in after the fight in the interview, basically said, I want to fight Keith Thurman. And Keith Thurman was like, yo, not oh. a problem, kid. So they going to fight early next year. Oh, Hell of a night. Hell of a night. All this happened on Saturday, people. Hell of a night. <laughs> wow. That was a busy, busy night. It was like, oh, a lot going wow. on, man. A lot going on, dude. So... Uh-huh. A- anybody got any questions, any predictions, call, but be be clear. Because the number is uh, 347. Number tonight. Go ahead, buddy. Give it. Do your thing. <laughs> I, 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 hold on, hold on. Let me. That's the, that's the one thing that I, uh, I don't know. 347. What's the rest of it, baby? Come on, give it to me. 347-205-9387. Once again, that is. Three four seven two zero five nine three eight seven, and press your one right. and talk to my excited co-host. He was in his glory on Saturday. Yo, Can y'all hear it? It was wonderful. In his voice? Wonderful. And I love it. I this love week, it. Uh, and this week, you have the fight of the year potentially in Kovalev versus Andre Ward on Saturday, and on top of that, you have UFC Fight Night. Coming on, starting at four o'clock. Uriah Hall is fighting. Um, what's dude name? Um, God, what's his name? Um, he's fighting. Uh, mm-hmm. damn. Uh, 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 Masali, Masali, something like that. He fought him before. Good fight, first fight. So mm-hmm. that one, that one starts at four. Then at nine o'clock, you got Van Beta fighting Nagara too. That comes on at 9 o'clock. The 4 o'clock fight is going to be on UFC Fight Pass. If you don't have it, people, 
You need to get it because there's some quality fights on that joint. Then the 9 o'clock fight going to be on Fox Sports 1. And then on top of that, you got Andre Ward versus Kovalev for the light heavyweight championship of the world. And my prediction is Kovalev going to win either by decision or knockout. Not sure yet. It depends on how Ward deal with the it depends on how Ward deal with the power, but Kovalev will win. People, hands down. Wow, that's a lot of boxing going on on Saturday. It's the end of the year, man. Everybody trying to get it in, trying to get that Christmas money. <laughs> I know that's right. I know that's right. And speaking of boxing, Jazz, I spoke to your girl Diane uh, maybe two weeks ago. You know, she's no longer okay. at my uh, my my job she's at another account so i don't get to see her every day but she said to let you know when boxing comes around that she will be calling i gave her the new number she said she misses you and uh you know my girl man (laughs) yeah please please yo that's my girl tell her to call me we we could be boxing buddies that's that's my girl right there so what's going on how was your weekend what, Man, how was your the weekend? weekend? What you had going on? You know, I always got something going on. It starts early on Saturday morning, <laughs> 7 okay. o'clock, okay. and it goes through Sunday night. But I was so happy to see you joining in my Sunday madness on Sunday, Jazz. You didn't leave your buddy out Yo. there to handle it yeah. all on your own. <laughs> Yo. Let's Do be, you okay, see how okay. they be getting I, it in? Do you see how they get it in? Yo. Yo, know, I, 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 I think everybody had a, a heart palpitation if you watch the Pittsburgh Steelers Dallas Cowboy Man. game. Uh, yes. I gave Gibbs the new number in case you know your boy calls in tonight talking about his Steelers. He ain't calling. I said, he ain't I know calling. He'll wonder that. He'll wonder that. He'll wonder that. He'll wonder that. He ain't calling. He'll wonder that. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Green oh, don't want none of that, man. Mr. Green, <laughs> Mr. Green need to go lick his wounds. Cause that would hurt. That would hurt. You got, but again, it, it dude, I gotta put that. I gotta put that on Tomlin. I gotta put that on Tomlin, dude. You went for five two point right. conversions, and you and you don't and you. Not only do you fail at all five, but you let the Cowboys mm-hmm. stay in the game. Man, that that should not have been a Cowboy win. I'm sorry. They were chasing points all night, and um, I'm going to be interested to hear what Louis Mack has to say, what those numbers were saying before that game, you know, because I think that was a stunner. I think it was a stunner, and I'm going to be interested to see how his take was as far as the predictions. You know, he's Dude, like that man, for those that don't know. I, mean, I, I and, never, uh, never would have – I never would have thought – that but that was that was game of the day, if not game it of the was. year so far. I mean, the game was it back was. and forth. Then remember Sunday night, you had New England losing to Let, Seattle. Exactly. I'm gonna bring in Louis Matt because he's ready to join in on this conversation. Let's see what he got to say. Hey, Louis, how you doing, buddy? I'm good. How about you guys? What's happening? We are happening. <laughs> You know, um, no, that Pittsburgh-Dallas game was incredible. I, I'm, I'm with you on that one, Jazz. Tomlin's got to suck up his pride and just kick some PATs because you shouldn't have let – Dallas should have been forced to – you know, you should have forced Dallas to go for two instead of letting them stay in the game like that. But 
I mean, with the new PAT rules, you're watching kickers miss them left and right now. I mean, it's a strategy but, game. I I think we'll I think in the off season we'll see a tweak again to the PATs because something something's not. I think they're gonna be. I think they're gonna start rewarding people for going for two again because there's too many Louis, PATs being missed. Louis, okay, answer this question for me. Mm-hmm. Does Pittsburgh have a kicker on their roster? Because they, I mean, they, they kick field goals. So, if you're willing yeah. to let dude kick a field goal, why you can't let him kick an extra point? I don't It's a strategy thing, man. You heard Chip Kelly last year in Philadelphia when they first made the rule saying, because of the, the distance now, that, you know, I'm going to be more willing to go for two. And that was the point, to make it more exciting. And it's a strategy thing. Tomlin felt like his team needed to go for two every time or, you know, the majority of the time. I don't understand it. I personally, you know, maybe not going for two all the time, but going for two a couple of times, I can see. But, yeah, you're right. You pay a dude to kick, you know, 50-yard field goals. How come he can't kick a PAT for you? I just don't don't understand how. Okay, okay. If you miss – my thing is okay. They lost by, what, five? They lost – they was down – when Ezekiel Elliott scored – Dallas was down two, if I'm not mistaken. Uh-huh. Either uh-huh. one or two. So my question is, if you kick, I ain't even saying you got to kick five extra points. If you kick three extra points, that means Dallas during that last drive, that means Dallas is down four instead of one. Now your defense can play back because not only thing you, you got to protect is a touchdown. It just makes exactly. sense. It, it, yeah, I, it just makes sense. I, I'm right there with you, man. I I don't understand. Let's see. They went for two every single time they scored a touchdown. Yes, so absolutely. Had they, and they scored, what, five? Five. They went for so that five would have been a two point, game. yes. That, that would have been a tie game going into overtime. <laughs> Even with Because Well because think about it Ezekiel Elliott ran for that 32 yard touchdown With 9 mm-hmm. seconds left in the clock mm-hmm. They went for 2 and failed So mm-hmm. At that point you're tied 35-35 with 9 seconds Absolutely. To try to make the magic happen Absolutely. And I mean So at the very worst you're heading to overtime Which I mean you don't want to see Because the you know Ezekiel Elliott Train had gotten going But you know, but you're going to overtime. Instead, now you you're walking back into the locker room with a five point loss. Yo, and that especially uh-huh. because Baltimore won. Baltimore won. That changes everything. Oh yeah, and the AFC North is a weak division. They have some weak ass teams in the AFC North. I hope Mr. Green's listening because that AFC North is trash. <laughs> <laughs> every single team, every single team in that division is trash. <laughs> and, and on that same note, guys, what division do you feel is the strongest at this at this point at week ten? And is it a surprise to 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 say the team that you're gonna to speak about? Which which division you think is the, the strongest, Jazz? Uh, I would say. And not just because my team is in the division, 
But I would mm-hmm. say the AFC West with Denver, mm-hmm. Raiders, KC. Because you could potentially have three teams make the playoffs from that division. Yeah. That's what I would say. I'm, I'm actually going to go with the NFC East. There's not a team under 500. Or there, every, all four teams in the NFC East are above 500 right now. Mm-hmm. And if the playoffs started right now, they would have three teams. Um, with the Giants and Redskins getting the the the, the wild card spots. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, I don't know if they're the best division just because all the teams are on the equal level of mediocrity, or if because they're all playing really well. But that's yeah. going to be in mm-hmm. those. New York and Washington are going to be fighting, and Philadelphia. I mean, Philadelphia's sitting at five and four. They're going to be yeah. sitting there fighting for playoff spots. Every single team in that division has a chance, has a very good chance of making the playoffs. I mean, they're not going to now, catch the Cowboys. Do you think it's because, but with the Cowboys on their streak, with the emergence of of Dak, do you feel that that is um, the reason the division is scattered the way it is? I mean, I didn't see Dallas coming out and and taking it the way they have. I don't think anybody I think, anybody I think the I think the emergence of Dak just made that division even more complete because we all thought the Cowboys would be better now that Tony Romo we know Tony Romo coming back and then he got hurt again. Mm-hmm. So we all wrote the Cowboys off. But we knew we knew the Giants were gonna be pretty good. We knew the Redskins mm-hmm. had a chance of being decent. The Eagles were a, a toss-up, and the Cowboys mm-hmm. were a toss-up. Both the rookie quarterbacks right. stepped up. They've been playing pretty decently. So all that did was instead of a two-team race, it turned it back into a four-team race, which then, of course, mm-hmm. Dallas has taken off, and it's you know now it's a one-team race again. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, with Dak and Carson Wentz stepping up like they have, it just made it a, a more complete division. Mm. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Cause I mean, I mean, well, I didn't, I, I, you know, I always I said at the beginning of the year, if Romo stays healthy, Dallas makes the playoffs. He went down. Mm-hmm. I agree with you whole wholeheartedly, Matt. I wrote them off. They're done. They're trash. Whatever. Philly, same mm-hmm. thing. Wentz coming in, rookie quarterback. Uh, no names coach. really. Yeah, you know, no names really jump out at you as far as the receiving core. Uh, they had got rid of Murray. They only had Matthews, who never stays healthy. Sproles, who doesn't, who is, I don't, at this stage of the game, cannot carry the load single-handedly. So I'm, I'm writing Philly off. The Giants, they always peak at the end. But you got Eli, who, even though they won last night, Still had a bonehead interception as always. That's Eli, and <laughs> you know, no running game. So, and that's the one thing that I figured the Giants were probably going to be strong at was the running game with Vereen and um, with Vereen and uh, the running back from last night. Uh, oh God, what's his name? Jennings. 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 Yeah, I mean, they uh-huh. they I expected. That and then the, the you know, uh, Victor Cruz coming back. So I figured they was going to make some noise, but I figured Washington off of last year, getting Josh right. getting Josh Norman, now you put a shutdown corner, 
and depending on your opinion of them, you know, with with an already made team, you know, cousins, mm-hmm. like okay, you know, if I gotta pick one, I I'll probably pick Washington back to back. If you had to pressure mm-hmm. me to do it, but I never right. seen all of this. I never seen this. It's mm-hmm. just yeah. and anybody who says they saw it, they full of, they full of it. They didn't see it either. <laughs> Nobody saw it. Nope, I don't know nobody you can, saw it. You can even take Dak Prescott in the preseason and go, oh, he was doing it in the preseason. Yeah, that's yeah. the preseason, bro. That's second string, exactly. third string. Those guys fighting for a roster spot. I mean, you can't nah. really look into that. Exactly. And then in the first game, he struggled. You know, the first game against Absolutely. the Giants, he struggled. He didn't want to push the ball. But now we're seeing him – we're seeing Dak evolve. Yeah and is not afraid to push the ball down the field anymore. And that makes that offense scary because there's nobody – There's I don't think there's anybody in the league who's better at attacking the ball at the high point than Des Bryant. Mm-hmm. And he's mm-hmm. so big and so strong that if you throw him a jump ball, he's going to come down with it if he can get his Absolutely. hands on it. Absolutely. Okay. Well, now let me – because, you know, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a – on Sunday night, Dungy – you know, you know they have their halftime commentary, and Dungy mm-hmm. says, you know, that Dak and Elliot should be, you know, th- thought about in the MVP race. So I'm gonna ask both of mm-hmm. you: Do you agree with that? And if you don't, who do you pick? Dak. Mm. They have no. to be. No, Dak Prescott so? is not in the Dak Prescott's not in the MVP race. He uh, here Why? recently Why has set the game up, but because this is still this is the Cowboys of 2014. This is we're going to slam the ball down your throat with Ezekiel Elliott, and then we're going to make sure our quarterback doesn't kill us. I mean, he's made some big plays, but he's not playing an MVP caliber. Ezekiel Elliott can be in the conversation, but I don't think he's done enough to beat out Matt Ryan or Derek Carr right now. I would have to choose either Derek Carr or Matt Ryan. And my home, I'm in Georgia, so I'm leaning Matt Ryan. But Derek Carr and Matt Ryan are 1A and 1B right now in the MVP race. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, I had chosen Carr and uh, Jazz from your, your – I had chosen Carr last, mm-hmm. last time we were on. But I have to say, I have to uh, kind of gear off on what Louie is saying because without – Prescott playing the way he's playing, who's to say that Elliott would be playing the way he is? So they have to kind of go hand in hand because when Romo was, when he was leading his team, when was the last time they had won eight straight games? It's been many years since they've won eight straight games. And that first game which the Giants took them for, he was a little shaky, but he, he, he's grown tremendously since then. Mm-hmm. You know, this is okay. his team. This is not Romo's team. I can't see that. Okay. I can't see that not being in in the conversation, even if he's a footnote in the conversation. You understand what I'm saying? I think he has okay. to be considered, even if it's how about rookie of the year? You know, well, because again, he, he, even if you're gonna he's go doing rookie something of the year, with that offense. Well, they're both rookies, so I, I even exactly. let's let's build on that question. Who's the rookie of the okay. year? Ezekiel Elliott, hands mm. down. He could do so much with that. Because I, I, 
Ezekiel Elliott is is easily the rookie of the year right now. And like I said, mm-hmm. uh, I, I mean, Dak is right there. Carson Wentz is right there. Um, mm-hmm. You can make a case for Sterling Shepard. Mm-hmm. Um, Will Fuller in Texas, in Houston before he started dealing with injuries, you can make a case for him. But right Absolutely. now, Ezekiel Elliott's, Ezekiel Elliott's not even playing like a rookie. The dude's playing like he's in the fourth year of the NFL already. I'll give him – I'll take some back from him because his offensive line is so freaking good. But, you know, we – you know, just like Dak started slow and looked scared, Ezekiel Elliott at the beginning, he looked scared to hit the hole and just hit it hard. And now all of a sudden mm-hmm. – you know, he's finding the hole and is just tearing through it. I mean, it's got to – rookie of the year has got to be Ezekiel Elliott, and I would bet he finishes mm-hmm. second or third in the MVP race at the end of the season. So, okay. Mm-hmm. Then, 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 so what do you think, Miss Tony? Do you agree? I have to agree because he is, he is playing. He's not playing like a rookie, and he has a strong game. He has a confident game. And I think the Dallas Cowboys – really has held this NFL this season because if you look at all the games that we've been we've been watching, I think this was the most exciting weekend. And it took week oh, 10 absolutely. to get here. Even in all the primetime games. I mean, people mm-hmm. are tuning in to see Dallas. You know, we, 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 know, we talk about Dallas because that's what we do, and we enjoy doing it. But you got to give them credit. You know, it, and this is coming from a giant fan. I got my host hat on right now. You got to give them credit because they're, the people are tuning in to watch them play, and they're making it exciting, especially after this past weekend. I agree with you. I mean, I I can't I can't refute that. I mean, I'm pretty sure the numbers will show that. You know, that game, even though that Cowboys Steelers game was a four o'clock game, it was game of the week. And it was. It definitely it definitely got prime time coverage and it, it it did what most other games this year didn't do and that is it produced what it was supposed to. Mm-hmm. Because most most games this year have been, you know, kinda lackluster. Uh one team shows up, the other team doesn't. Especially with the Thursday night games and the Sunday night game, so that game at four o'clock, that game for it to go like that was great for the NFL because it made people say, mm-hmm. okay, maybe the product isn't as watered down as it seems to be. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I, I, I hate to, I hate to to put you guys on the spot, but I want, I gotta, I, I want to move on a little bit, and I got a question for you guys. Who, which team, which team is in a bigger tailspin, Green Bay or Minnesota? Oh. Ooh. I'm going to say Green Bay. Why? You know you got to give me a while. I understand. Minnesota we didn't have expectations, especially when Teddy Bridgewater went down and they were dealing with Sam Bradford. And then mm-hmm. Adrian Peterson goes down. So we didn't expect anything from that offense. We knew that offense was going to be trash. And it was going to rely on that defense. Now the defense has faltered on them. But, you mm-hmm. know, I knew – I didn't think that they would get off to that hot of start. Green Bay, I thought this was going to be 
you know, the resurgence, the renaissance with Jordy Nelson coming back. Jordy Nelson was going to open up the field for Randall Cobb. You know, mm-hmm. Devontae mm-hmm. Adams needed to step up. He has, you know, I thought this was going to be a bounce back here for Eddie Lacy because the passing game was going to work. And they're trash. Like I, they're awful. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. I can't think of a better term. I mean, they're just awful. Mike McCarthy has zero idea what he's doing on the sidelines, and Aaron Rodgers is just doing wow. whatever Aaron Rodgers wants to do, which usually is a good thing. But I don't know, man. There's a, there's <laughs> something wrong, and there's something wrong in Green Bay, and it doesn't look like it's going to get fixed anytime soon. Okay. What do you say, Ms. Tony? <laughs> I have to say Green Bay as well. Um, first of all, you know how I feel about Aaron Rodgers. I've always touted him here on the show as a, one of the better mm-hmm. QBs. Mm-hmm. But Absolutely. I don't know who this team is. I can't spew off the names as well as Louis Mackis did, but the game is just not the expected game that I – I, I expected to see from them. Even our diehard Green Bay fans, you don't see them out on my post. You know, I, I kind of know who everybody's team is, but you don't see a lot of Green Bay. You're seeing more Dallas fans. You know how that is when they win and they come out. But Absolutely. I just Absolutely. didn't see these guys in that state. And also in that same equation, Jazz and Louis, what do you, how do you feel about the Panthers? I mean, what's going on with them this season? <laughs> Oh, and that same, I, you know, I, thought were, I thought they were overrated last year. I, I looked at – I have some diehard Panther fans, you know, that I'm friends with, that I play fantasy with. And mm-hmm. they were touting, oh, you know, we just went 15-1 and one to the Super Bowl. You know, we're going to be back. And I was like, y'all aren't going anywhere, man. I was like, is Cam Newton played way too far over his head last year? That defense, hmm. I don't know if, if the defense was even close to what it was last year. I think it would be a whole right. different story for them. But that defense mm-hmm. is not looked good until you know these last couple of weeks they've looked okay. But I don't really consider that against Kansas City because Kansas City's offense is pretty, you know, Absolutely. slow moving. Um, Absolutely. But uh, I mean, if the defense him. played at the right level, but Kelvin Benjamin coming back hasn't helped. Ted Ginn has figured out that he can still drop passes and be a wide receiver in the NFL. Devin Funches hasn't yeah. taken a step forward. They don't have, a, you know, they have Jonathan Stewart, who's not a big play guy. He's a, I'm going to hit you in between the tackles. But that's what mm-hmm. Cam Newton does mm-hmm. in the run game. So they have a, you know, I, their offense wasn't ever supposed to be as good as it was last year. And now their defense is taking mm-hmm. a huge step back. But yeah. that's a – I don't know what they're going to do either. I, I, they're going to have to get, but, They're going to have to figure themselves out too because they're in must-win mode now. Mm-hmm. But, guys, well, I, even I, in the same realm on what Jazz was talking about earlier as far as divisions, that NFC South is – did anybody expect the Falcons to be leading that division? I know that no. those are your teams. <laughs> I I I picked the Panthers at the beginning of the year. I I, I hands down I picked I, the Panthers. And I mean, hands I, down, right? I mean, I mean no one saw that. Well, yeah. Panthers just because I didn't expect the Falcons to be able to survive that tough of a early schedule. I knew Absolutely. the Saints were right. gonna be awful 
and the Bucks were a really young team that you didn't know what to come from. So just by process of elimination, I thought the Panthers were going to get it. Even though I didn't think they were going to be 15-1, and one, I figured 10-6. and six, But Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, I mean, I, 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 I think with, with – my 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 thing with the with with the Panthers is twofold. First thing is Cam is begging for the call instead of trying to write the ship. First of all, I think you know I think that you know he's more worried about what the refs are not calling instead of worrying mm-hmm. about how to get the team on the right track. So that's first thing. And I think the second thing is. I think that losing Norman hurt because of the way they play defense. And secondly, uh, the part of it about Carolina is I think that last year was the worst thing that could happen to them because, like Max said, they weren't that good. The ball bounced Mm -hmm. their way, you know, and now the next year comes, and people are respecting you. People are expecting you to do what you did. Right. But you're like, dude, I, I played the best I could last year. So you, um, you and, don't, and I, and they, and they're gonna lose on Sun, and they're gonna lose on Thursday to put the oh. nail in the coffin. Oh. <laughs> oh. But uh, I mean, right now. losing Norman sucks for them. Because now you got two rookies on the outside that were trying to fill the role that he did, and that's a big task. But honestly, I I think I think you hit the on the head, Jazz. Cam Newton is I don't want to say he is the problem in Carolina, but he's definitely not the solution. Everybody was okay with his attitude last year because they were winning, but he didn't ever show that true like everybody jump on my back, let's go get Absolutely. this done. You know, he was able to, you know, he was able to do his thing because his team was winning. Now he wants to keep doing his thing and being a crybaby and wanting the calls and even dabbing on people yesterday when he scored, you know, Sunday when he scored Mm -hmm. and stuff. But now his team's Mm -hmm. not winning and all those negative things are coming back to the surface of everybody going, this is why, you know, Cam Newton hasn't been a consistent, successful starter. Mm -hmm. Well, you you dabbing. But y'all lost. Dude, dab oh, when yeah. you win. Don't you lost the game. Right. So that that doesn't for me, that makes it even worse. Cause now I'm like, dude, really? You 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 dabbing and you putting on a show for the cameras, but we just took another loss. I don't care if it was in the second quarter or the third quarter. Point being is this is no time. This is not the me show now. It's like Odell Beckham last night. He wanted to be the me show when he got his little performance. But then that that big offensive lineman was like, yo, man, we got a game to play. I think I'm going to tell you to be dancing and, and, and doing the cricket and all that. We got stuff to do, man. Stay on, stay on task. That's it. Stay focused. See, but see, exactly. that's what you need. You need those those veterans to step up and and tell the tell them. You know, we could celebrate afterwards. That's that's one of the roles my son always took with his team. You know, this is not the time to be celebrated. We still got work to do. Not till that clock is double zero. Oh, and Absolutely. that's why you see 
that's why you see really young teams go get veteran guys to sit in the long. You know, they're not going to play. They're not going to be huge mm-hmm. contributors. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. they're going to teach the younger guys how to play, just like Vic Beasley in Atlanta. Atlanta went and got Dwight mm-hmm. Freeney, and Dwight Freeney's role in this defense is teach Vic Beasley how to be a monster at going after the quarterback and make sure he's got his head mm-hmm. on right. If you're going to give mm-hmm. us some sacks, that's awesome. But teach the kid how to do what you do. Yeah. Well, is you anybody know, is anybody surprised by New England losing? Yes. No, not really. <laughs> no, I am. I, I'm not. Okay, why? Why not? Uh, one, I went into the game thinking it was a fifty-fifty shot. You know, either, it was a coin flip. Either team easily could have won that game. But even going back to last year, no end of October, going into November, mid-November, right around Thanksgiving. This is when Russell Wilson turns it on. He did it last year. He's healthy. He finally got to shed the knee brace. He's moving again. He looks comfortable in the pocket again. His running backs, C.J. Procy, has been helping him out. Um, Thomas Rawls is coming back next week. That should help him out. The wide receivers finally were able to gain some separation. This is when the Seahawks offense takes off. For some reason, I don't know. But November, Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. Russell Wilson goes, oh, okay, yeah, guys. Let, let, yeah, yeah, we got to make the playoffs. Let's do this. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But, but speaking but, of Russell Wilson, <laughs> you know, I, speaking of Russell Wilson, when he first came into the league, you can kind of say, guess where Dak Prescott is right now. This isn't like Dak has, is the first to do this. Russell did that when he first came into the into the league. He didn't have the offensive line that he that Dak does but he did his thing when he first came into the league as well how do you see the comparison between Russell Wilson and Prescott I think uh, that Prescott's I, got a bigger arm but other than that they're pretty similar I, mean, I, I like Dak I would like you know I, I, I think that we're giving Dak a little too much credit I mean right he played nine games like it's not been done before Mm-hmm. It, it, he played nine games, people. Let's let's relax. He still it, technically <laughs> you have two rookies who, and that's what I keep trying to, and, and not to rain on their parade, but you you have two rookies who are used to playing college football, twelve games. Right. We're we're about to enter week eleven. Let's see what happens week fifteen. When pro, for most college teams. Exactly. Those are those four or five games, and then playoffs. So now, will Ezekiel Elliott continue to be running through people in round two of the playoffs when you're technically into the 19th game of the year? Mm-hmm. It's different. And the first I mean, thing all rookies say is, man, I had no idea the year was this long, dude. Long. Mm-hmm. Uh, the way it's I look gonna at it's going to be interesting. Is, well, the way I look at it is, is uh, Dallas's offensive line last year made Darren McFadden a thousand yard yeah. rusher. So Absolutely. I don't think Elliott's really going to. I don't think Elliott's going to slow down 
much. He's okay. not going to be at the same pace that he is now. And we're already starting to, you know, he he went, what, four or five games in a row with 130 yards rushing. Obviously, mm-hmm. he can't continue. You know, he didn't continue that and wasn't going to. But, I mean, he's, he, I think he's got the body type. If he if he conditioned right during the off season and is pacing himself right in practice and stuff, mm. he's got the body type to to sustain this. Prescott, you know, that's going to be a mental battle for him because you know he's not getting hit much. He's got a great line and a great running game to lean on. So even if they don't ask him to throw much, you know, all he's got to do is make sure he doesn't cost them the game. And so I think they'll both be fine for the long run as long as Elliot's body and running style can withstand them through the next, you know, rest I mean, of the season. Not, not Louis. Mm-hmm. So you, you mean to tell me you go second round of the playoffs, you go, even though you, you potentially are playing at home and you look across the team and you see the Seattle team from Sunday night or, uh, uh, um, um, uh, who else potentially makes the playoffs in the NFC? Uh, well, right maybe uh, right now it's the three from the NFC East: the 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 Seahawks, the Lions, and the Falcons. Or even or even Atlanta team, an Atlanta team that can score with you. So playoffs is totally different than your first rookie game and you're starting on Monday night. This is prime time playoff football and you know things change in the playoffs. Yeah. We've know, we've I'm seen already. We've seen already that animal. championships are won with defense. Oh yeah. Baltimore, mm-hmm. New England, Seattle. Mm-hmm. and one thing that Dallas has not nothing of is defense. They got I, one I pass rusher, mm-hmm. and that's Lawrence. That's all they got. And Sandrick is out hit, again. I think you just hit the mm-hmm. nail on the head, though. Is against a team like Atlanta, where it's going to be high paced. It's going Atlanta is going to look to try to put twenty eight, thirty points on you. That's going to mm-hmm. be the style of playoff game. That's going to hurt the Cowboys because I don't, you know, at that point you're relying on two rookies to basically match up with who is right now the MVP in Matt Ryan and who is arguably the best wide receiver in the league in Julio Jones, point for point. You want to get into a game with like a, even like a Detroit Lions offense should scare them. Even though the Detroit, absolutely. But you get into a game with like Seattle or even one of their division opponents, where they can keep the the score low and just kill mm-hmm. clock, they mm-hmm. got a really good chance of winning those games. It'll be whether or not they can control the tempo against an Atlanta team, because we saw what Philadelphia did to Atlanta. You control the mm-hmm. ball, you keep the – I mean, Atlanta ran 48 offensive snaps on Sunday. You keep the ball out of Matt Ryan's hand, the Falcons' mm-hmm. defense isn't good enough to, to stop you. Mm-hmm. But if Absolutely. you let Matt Ryan and that offense do what they want to do, you're not. I mean, you're going to get into a shootout. And I mean, Matt, I, Matt Ryan's ice cold in the fourth quarter. So mm. that's going to mm. be the game that they want to avoid. 
They want to stay in, you know, 21-17 shootouts. They want to stay – they don't want to be in too many 35-30 games because we've already pointed out a hundred different ways they should have lost that game. <laughs> they should be sitting at 7-2 and two right now instead of 8-1. and one. Well, you know, when the ball bounces your way, when the ball bounces your way, all they can do is run with it. Ride it out. Yeah, man, you ride it, do do a Carolina, you run with it. Hey. Hey, and I'm a firm believer after, I'm a firm believer after watching the Giants do it twice. I'm a firm believer after watching the baseball playoffs these last, you know, 10 years, that there are teams Mm -hmm. of destiny. And when they make the playoffs, you will see those teams of destiny rise to the top. And everything just falls mm-hmm. their way. Absolutely. It, it, and it, it, if 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 it's the Cowboys here, they'll, they'll it'll it'll happen, and we'll mm-hmm. see it. And but I do agree with you that you know they're asking Elliott to do a lot, they're asking Dak to do a lot, and that's a lot of pressure. If he can keep it twenty one, twenty two points, the highest scoring team, Dallas has got a really mm-hmm. good shot at winning those games. They get into too many of those thirty thirty shootouts like they were on Sunday. And they're going to get bounced real quick. I go there. But, but in so, that same so ground, like like Jazz said, who mm-hmm. defense wins? Who do you feel? Who who do you guys feel has the best defense at at week ten? At the end of week ten. Shoot. Oh man. I, <laughs> I mean, I like I, I, I like. I mean, I like. I, I'm gonna give you two. But I'm going to give you two mm-hmm. that most people are probably going to give you. I like the way Seattle okay. looked on Sunday. And I'm always going to I'm I'm always going to ride with New England only because it's a mm. system. So I got to ride with them too right. Now. And that's um, a strong system right there. Of all the of all the NFC teams, Seattle right now has got the best has got the best defense in Arizona. Um, they've got the best defenses AFC wise mm-hmm. as either the Patriots or the Broncos. You could throw in maybe the Chiefs, and mm-hmm. sometimes the Raiders like the defense, defense likes to show up. But I mean, I it's it, it's it's looking like it's going to be a Seattle New England Super Bowl, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't know. I mean. Dallas, Dallas, Dallas has a seat at the table. They got a seat at the table right now. They got I a mean, chance. I don't... Right. They, they, they got a chance. I'll give them that. But Dak hasn't seen a defense, a pass defense like the Legion of Boom. Uh, they're still yeah. the Legion of Boom. When they're healthy, they're an elite yeah. secondary. Yeah, because Chancellor know. was throwing that around. That's Chancellor was throwing Wait, it I mean, around for real. Um, and and he missed the last what four games? Yes, yeah, yeah, last four games. Four or five no games. Yeah. yeah, and that de- and then he comes back, and they were able to bottle up Tom Brady for the most yeah. part. I mean, no he doubt. had his moments, but you bottled up Tom you, Brady. You kept Tom Brady out of the end zone, and you picked him off. Yeah, no doubt. Back First one all year, no doubt. I got I got so, to ask y'all real quick. What do y'all think? You know, golf is supposed to start. For the Rams on Sunday, what do y'all think? <laughs> what do you think happened? <laughs> Why y'all laughing, man? Come on, man! Don't be like that, man! Come on, come on, y'all! Um, don't be like that. You want you want my honest opinion, or do you want me to? Yeah, say I, mean, I, want I, I want your opinion. I want your opinion. 
I hope. Yeah, you got to do that. He throws, hey, cool. I hope he throws for 350 and four touchdowns. Come what on, man. Happen. Come on, dude. Let's be realistic, man. I, Come on, I, I man. What I I mean, hope. Hope. Come on, what man. I really Come on. What I think will happen is he'll be about 250, one touchdown, and one pick. All right, who, who are they playing? Uh, Miami. Okay, Miami coming off a Miami's coming off a win, so let be San Diego. Four game so, win. They've been day on yeah, a four I mean, game Miami, winning streak, I think. Yeah, I mean Miami. I mean hell, you know. I mean, and the Rams lost to the Jets, and the Jets started Bryce Petty, and I guess Fisher was like hell. If I'm gonna get fired, yeah, I, I might wanted as well to. Start <laughs> I wanted to talk yeah. to you because you know all last season, Jazz. We have we were we've been talking about Petty for quite a while here on the show, mm-hmm. and no wondering why we hadn't seen him. Now I wanted to bring that up, and I'm glad you you opened the door. Do you feel that? Do you guys feel that Fitz has thrown his last down for the New York Jets? Wait, wait. Say that one more time. Do you feel well? I say, has he thrown his last ball for the New York Giants, the New York Who? Jets? Because Jets, uh, Fitzpatrick, right? Oh yeah, Fitzpatrick done. Yeah, Fitzpatrick old. Yeah, right. because yeah, the, the experiment Jets is fans done. Yeah. Right, the Jets fans feel that it, it, he's done. He's not coming back. And you have to put out these young quarterbacks just to see what your future may have in store for mm-hmm. you. You know, they they have been calling for Petty. We've been calling for Petty. <laughs> well, he shouldn't be back. Fitz Tragic needs to just retire. He he shouldn't be back. <laughs> he needs to he needs to take the clipboard. He needs to take the clipboard, and he needs to help use that Harvard education and help mm-hmm. Bryce Petty mm-hmm. or Christian Hackenberg, whoever, whichever one they want to roll with, figure things <laughs> out. But. I, I I don't think Bryce Petty's the answer, and I definitely don't think Christian Hackenberg's the answer. But it's definitely right. not Fitzma- Fitzpatrick. So, I mean, you're gonna you'll probably no. see Bryce Petty start the rest of the season, or even maybe a splash of Christian ha- Hackenberg, especially once they get eliminated from playoff contention, just to see what they got. Uh-huh. And well, I think those I, I have a, last I, two games may see him. I have a question yeah, for you, Miss Tony, since you. Since you follow the New York team, <laughs> is Geno okay. still on the roster? Man, why, why you get me going with you? Why you get me going? It's with a Gino? valid question. Gino, Gino is not in the future for the New York Jets as but well. But I didn't ask you, know, you that. He may I be asked on, you was he still on the, on the roster? His name is still on the roster. If but, he's still on the roster, there, it could be a Geno sighting. I'm just saying. Nah, Possibly. it's not gonna be no Geno Zayden. I think he's I, done for the year, isn't he? He he it won't be a new it won't be a. Uh, he was back. He remember because he started. He started the game. He started what three uh, uh three four games he ago. Got hurt. He started. Yeah, he, he got, got hurt. hurt. I think though. he's out for in the that, year. In that okay. same game. Okay. Yeah, well, you know, y'all might have lucked season. out. Oh, what well, there you go. Yeah, the the period. <laughs> Yeah, you know, if Gino was healthy, Gino would be starting. That's the worst part. <laughs> like, but do you put again? Four quarterbacks as, on as, it, and you can't have a starting as, quarterback. It's pathetic. Well, I can't remember who said it. I can't remember. I can't exactly quote it. 
and you know, give you exactly who said it, but somebody said back in the day that if you have multiple quarterbacks, you don't have a quarterback. Yeah. And the Jets oh, proved yeah. that they had That's they had three way. quarterbacks who way. were all like third or you know third or second year guys, except for Hackenberg. I think he's a rookie this year. And they were hoping and praying to come up with a deal to get Fitzpatrick back in on the team, leaving them with four. You, you can't go into the season with four guys going, oh, we don't know who's going to – you know, if, if this guy signs, he's going to start. But if he doesn't, yeah, we have no idea who's going to be the next guy up. Mm-hmm. What, so is that a reflection hmm. of, uh, on Ty Bowles? I no, I think that. it's a reflection it's... of how they drafted <laughs> Okay, so Ty Bowles gets a pass. I think, I think it's a reflection of Rex Ryan. Mm. So Bowles gets a pass. This year, yes. I'll give I'll give Bowles this year because I mean last year was a good year. This year has been awful. Give him the third year. See what he see what quarterback he either develops or brings in or drafts or whatever. See if they can get that offense clicking again because they got the weapons on the outside to be good. They have mm-hmm. Forte if he's got a couple more years left in him. They've got Powell, who's a, basically a clone of Forte, just maybe not as good. So you've got the offensive pieces if you can find the quarterback. Last year, Fitzpatrick was the guy. He, they were a good team. Mm-hmm. This year, not so much. you got to give Bulls a chance to get his quarterback in the system to see what happens. Yeah, but now but a lot of people here is, um, rookie, mm-hmm. then he is a Bulls guy. True, uh, but that's what we don't know what Hackenberg brings to the table because we we just haven't we we haven't seen him. That's why I think as soon as they get eliminated from playoff contention and Bryce Petty keeps being mediocre, I think you're going to see Hackenberg under center for at least one or two games just to okay. see what they got. So what is? Well, Bulls was on the radio so. yesterday talking about this. Bulls was on the radio yesterday talking about. Uh-huh. That they're still trying to win games. You, you, the season is over for the Jets. So people are wanting to see what the young quarterbacks are doing. Why are you going to keep trying to win games when it's not going to? That that question is still going to be up in the air about Petty and and Christian. He's, he's saving face to done. the front office. He's, yeah. he's saving face to the front office. The front office wants to hear him say, "We we never quit. We never back down." Yeah, so that's exactly. what he's doing. Exactly. I would, I would bet behind. I would bet behind closed doors. Him and Chan Gailey are sitting down, going, "Where does this offense go wrong? What do we need out of Bryce Petty or Christian Hackenberg to move forward?" And those are going to be mm-hmm. talks and you know negotiating, you know whatever behind closed doors that we'll never hear. But out in public, he's right. got to give the. We're still hoping mm-hmm. to win. We're not mathematically eliminated. We can still do this, and then mm-hmm. go out and lose the next week. You're right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, it's all about perception, and you don't want to tell your fan base that yeah, we've given up. Worst exactly. thing you do. We have sixty seconds I mean, left, guys, and and, I mean, and the, it's been a. The 76ers mm-hmm. have been telling their fan base for four years now that they're trying to win, and we all know how that's going. So, True. But they got to win it there on Friday night. <laughs> yeah, man. Hey, Word hey, up. They can, hey, they, Nobody they're winning saw that coming. In, they're winning in most lottery picks drafted over the last 10 years, too. But Yeah, yeah of course. <laughs> 
And then I that heard that there's a, I heard that I've heard they're in talks to deal New or- uh, New Orleans Noel too. Like they're gonna trade Noel to like the Raptors are wanting to try to get him. I was like, how are you gonna how are you gonna build a team out of prospects and draft picks and tell all these fans it's a process we're gonna do it and then keep trading everybody away. <laughs> and good players well, that no, they can it, build around it, it, young players. In Noel's case, you don't need Noel because MB actually is playing, so we don't need Noel. And plus, any team that's willing to take Noel, you jump at that deal. Absolutely. I mean, I'm not exactly. saying I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that, like, that's Noel gonna get traded now. Um, Michael Kidd, not Michael Kidd, Giltris. Uh, Michael Carter Williams was supposed to be the point yep. guard of the future. He got dealt. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, eventually they're gonna have to draft somebody to... and keep them. <laughs> what well, they do have Rod Thorne in the front office now, and Rod Thorne has built. He built the. Nets and he built was it the Sun or uh, I forget the other team. So he he is gonna keep players, but you can't keep bad players. And in Noel's case, bad player doesn't fit doesn't fit what you're trying to do. Yeah, if you could get Toronto to take his salary and him, yeah, you you jump at that chance. Absolutely. But, Jazz, that goes back to what we were saying at the top of the show about having veterans in the locker room. What? Who? The oldest age on the Sixers is what, 24? There's no veteran yeah, leadership yeah, in, the, yeah. in the 76ers locker room. So they're all over the place, literally all over the place. There's no structure. You know, there's, there's no accountability. And that, those are the things that the veterans bring, just like we were talking about at the top of the show. You need some veteran players in your locker room. They don't necessarily have to be out there on the floor, but they have to have some type of influence in that locker room. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, hopefully they'll get some before, you know, Okafor throws another punch and breaks his hand. So that's, that's hey, hope for the best. I mean – Eventually, Joel Embiid will be a veteran. So, I mean, you got another. He's already a veteran. He's been in the league three years. He's already a veteran. He ain't played. But look at the leadership. But look at at the leadership that they have to to mirror. They have none. So they may be the veterans in that locker room, but they haven't been around veteran exposure. Well, that's when you bring Absolutely. in. Well, that's when you bring in a coach that has been in the league forever. I mean, that's why St. Louis, or not Los Angeles, has kept Jeff Fisher for so long. Is he is an old school coach? He knows how to, he's supposed to know how to hold his players accountable, and it's a young team. Mm-hmm. That's what you're supposed to want in a team. That's what mm-hmm. Mike Smith brought to Atlanta when he was successful. Is old school. I'm going to hold you accountable. Y'all do your best. But I'm gonna be your leadership, and then you know Atlanta showed that they don't need the leadership from the coaching staff anymore. That it can be mm-hmm. on the players. Mm-hmm. You know, eventually mm-hmm. Los Angeles will get that same. You know, Todd Gurley or somebody on the defense, or even Jared Goff. Somebody's gonna step up and be the coach on the field, and you'll see Jeff Fisher get fired. And same thing with Should Philadelphia. You gotta bring. Sorry. You gotta Sorry. bring in Sorry. a, a hard nose. <laughs> I don't even get me started on Jeff Fisher. Mr. 8 and 8 himself. 
Yeah, anyway, um, but I mean, you got to bring in that that if it's not going to be a player, you got to bring in that coach who is going to hold everybody mm-hmm. accountable. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. I agree with Joe Harley. Yeah. So, Miss Tony, you enjoyed tonight. Tonight's show, it was a great show tonight. We we covered quite a bit from A to Z. Okay. It was a great show. How about you? I enjoyed it, Louis. Did you watch the? Uh, I know, I know, we, I know, we gotta go. Did you watch the fights this weekend? I was not able to catch any of the fights. Damn it, man! Damn it! <laughs> I caught the, I caught the highlights of the McGregor ass whooping, but I didn't catch Yo. any of the others. Yo, you know, I felt. You know what? I got, I gotta say, I respect Misha Tate, and I, I know I talked about it at the beginning of the show, but I respect her because. She understands that at Bantamweight, the the tide is changing, and that mm-hmm. now she can't keep up with the Nunezes, the Russian chick, even Pennington that she even Pennington that she just fought. She understands that the young lions are dominating fighters like her and Holly Holm and Ronda Rousey. They're jujitsu black belts. They're not taekwondo or judo. These are they. They are MMA fighters. You know what I mean? And she took that ass whooping and she said, "You know what? I'm done." Because if she could do this to me, my time is my time is gone. Well, and even Mm -hmm. and and more of her, you know, respectful to her is you know her and Ronda Rousey. I'm a casual MMA fan, UFC fan. I don't follow it hardcore. They put women's fighting on the mat for me. Now it's time for the, like you said, the new the new guard. But Misha Tate and Ronda Rousey have now got it almost mainstream. So now these newer girls can come in Absolutely. and take control and keep the you know keep it moving. Absolutely. Well, you know the funny part is, Cyborg has been fighting UFC for ten years between Brazil and the United States. And still, she didn't get recognized until they was like, yo, she could fight Ronda Rousey. That's when she finally started, her name finally, for the casual fan. Yeah, I'm one of them. And I had no idea who Cyborg was until all the beef with Ronda Rousey came up. And exactly. Ronda Rousey was a big name. And then I'm like, oh, now, okay, so who's this lady? And I'll, let me go look her up. And, you know, she got some Google, you know, she got some Google traffic because casual fans are going, oh, that's the next person Ronda Rousey's going to fight. Okay, cool. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. So, I mean, I, I respect, you know, like you said, now that it's mainstream and the UFC now can make money because now they have like four different women's weight classes. Instead of just a one, because right. when he started out, it was just bantam weight. That was it. Round and Rousey division, and that was it. Now they have mm-hmm. the straw weight, the bantam weight, the middleweight, and the light heavyweight division. So, and they expand, and they're going to try to expand more. I do, like I said, I like the fact that she went out that Misha Tate didn't keep getting beat up and then retire. You know what I mean, like a boxer. Mm-hmm. You know, you become an opponent. You don't go from a main card to an opponent guy. Mm-hmm. You don't want to do that. 
So she 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 left on her feet, and I gotta respect that. Now, like I said, next month, Ronda Rousey gonna get that ass handed to her because you take into account <laughs> for the casual fan, they they may not realize that she is trained by the same team that trains Travis Brown, and Travis Brown mm-hmm. been getting his ass handed to him the last four fights. So I expect for her to come in, get her ass whooped, and then she's gonna go back to making movies. Cause that's what's gonna happen. Mm. No, she's gonna go step in the WWE ring. You know what? Mm. That's just that's just cl- that's just clownery, man. That's just buffoonery. She don't need to do that, man. <laughs> so don't go out it's like a, that. I'm, don't don't go out like that. I understand the checks a check, but don't go out. Don't sure. don't hurt I, your brand by doing <laughs> that. I promise you, I promise you, Jazz, that when she retires from the UFC, she will have, I promise you, you that when she retires from the UFC, she will have at least one WrestleMania match, like full-on match. She will have at least one WrestleMania match after she retires from the UFC. Okay, I'll give you one. I promise you. But she can't consistently do that. That's just, no, you don't do that. You, 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 she shouldn't do that. I mean, I, like I said, I understand the checks a check, but do you don't need them checks? Um, well, I mean, look at Lesnar. This dude's check. making like five million dollars <laughs> to wrestle like six times a year, and you know, dude. so that would open her up to do movies and all that stuff too. There's a very good chance she signs a very Lesnar-esque deal, and, and you see her like four times a year. But she's not Brock. Mm-hmm. Brock's different. Brock went from. WWF to MMA and then went back because he got sick. Not because he was getting beat up, because he got sick. Now, Ronda Rousey, you can't go from MMA to WWE because eventually people going to be like, you a clown. You saw what happened to CM Punk. You saw what happened. Hey, can't CM do Punk's that. my dude, and I can't wait for him to come back to the WWE ring. He had no business being in the UFC octagon. But, I mean, but I mean, he, you're talking about the, the flip-flop of what's going on. Punk was a lifelong wrestler and turned MMA fighter. Now you're talking MMA fighter turned professional wrestler. It's going to be, I mean, and with how hard yeah. Vince McMahon and Stephanie McMahon and all of them have been True. trying to push True. the women's division – Getting True. somebody like Ronda to just be like True. a Brock Lesnar for that women's division would just send True. their ratings and their merchandise sales through the roof. Hey, you're right. You're right. And they do got connections with movies, and uh, you got some of the older stars like John Cena and The Rock, and you know, uh, uh, what's the uh, the the two the two dudes Edge and you know my uh, uh, man they. Yeah, they make the transition into television and movies and, you know, I mean, it's a wonderful thing, but everybody can't make that transition. Now, I do agree with you. If they package her into a Brock-esque personality in the women's division, yes. But for Ronda Rousey, what does that do for her brand? She's already a brand. so making money. No oh, man. She's selling merchandise I mean, she's and making money. Instead of yeah. UFC, it'll say WWE. That's the only difference for her. So checks a check. 
That's what I, that's Amen. what I'm saying. I don't agree with that. I think she should stay out of the WWE just because as a WWE fan, I don't want to see her. And we're going to see it. Just like we're going to freaking see Goldberg and Lesnar at, Yo, at Survivor Yo, stop Series. playing, dude. Yeah, I, 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 I'm going to watch it. Don't get it twisted. I'm watching. <laughs> I got to watch, watch it. But... I'll watch it and just laugh the entire time. Cause hey. it, it, Oh, yeah, I just see. Yo, you, you're absolutely right. I mean, to see Goldberg in the ring, at I know he owed it to me, and he got the great goatee, and he, he, you know, he still shouts, but not the same dude. Not the same guy. You're, you're. But like you said, a check's a check, and. You know, he got the video game money coming now. He got this appearance on Survivor Series. He going to have a couple checks. But then where do you go from there? He goes back to retirement. Uh, what, I mean, what was he? Was he agreed at Walmart? I mean, what was he doing before he started? You know, I, <laughs> That's what I sorry, was that was that was, that, that was cheap. That was cheap. That was cheap. I'm sorry, that was cheap. See, I mean, gonna, that's 49. where I punched me in the face. Now I'm sorry. Say I what? Mean, he's 49. He's 49. Goldberg's 49. Damn, he's, he's going to come back. Yeah. No, he's going to come back for Survivor Series. I will bet money that Vince McMahon does some stupid screw job ending. That doesn't declare a winner because you can't have Goldberg lose, but you can't have Brock Lesnar lose. So that means we'll see probably WrestleMania because it won't be the Rumble because Lesnar's going to have to be in the Rumble. So it'll probably be WrestleMania once he doesn't win the Rumble. We see the rematch again. Well, yeah, because you can't keep marching Undertaker out. So you need a new Undertaker. For the love of, let him let him go back to let him go back to bed. <laughs> nah, he he, he yeah he, he's already he, it's official it's official yeah so and then oh, you can keep SmackDown it going tonight. until huh Undertaker's on SmackDown tonight or it was last week I think it was it yeah. might have been last week but I think <laughs> hope he has a suit on because he don't need to he don't need to uh... oh man they're advertising him in full dead man gear just like he was at come the, on the man dude yeah. come on. All right, that's enough. I'm done. That's enough. <laughs> all the old guys on SmackDown, all the young dudes are on Raw. I'm done. I'm just, I just hey, I, I hey don't hate on SmackDown too much. AJ Styles and Dean Ambrose are the man. Their feud's getting a little stale, but AJ Styles can work, dude. <laughs> see, it's, see it's, again, it's getting a little stale now. See, you, you can't. <laughs> that's, just, that's just because there's nobody who can work at AJ's level like Dean can. I think if AJ was on Raw, it'd be much better. I agree, but he can't. He can't. Them, them guys on Raw, they bigger, man. Them, them. There's, there's some, there's some guys on Raw. AJ Styles and Seth Rollins would be a terrific match. Yeah, I I, I get that. Anyway, I know we got all off the the show. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, we we. (laughs) We 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 did. I I I enjoy. I enjoyed it, Miss Tony. Thank you for making this possible. And we missed you last week. And you know, hopefully, you won't be taking too many more. You know how haters is unplanned. <laughs> FYI, you know, on me last just want to throw that out there. It wasn't on me. You going out to the to the to the world, and it was on Miss Tony. 
I'm not saying that. I'm not okay, saying that. Did I say that? I, I, I thoroughly. No, it's, it made I'm it sound not, like it was my fault we wasn't on last No, week. I'm, I'm being misunderstood. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying okay. it was an unplanned right. hiatus. Not on you. Oh, okay. We'll blame Louis. We'll blame Louis. Louis the new guy. We'll blame <laughs> Louis. Hey, Louis, hey, Louis, Louis fault. I was here. Louis I, was, I was here. I was here. I was here. Ready to go. Don't put this on me. <laughs> Yo, I want to thank everybody for Last listening in, for real. Absolutely. <laughs> Yo, word up, man. Hey, hey. We're going to pass it around. Somebody got to keep it. Hey. So, I enjoyed everybody for listening. Tonight. Thank you. Thank you, yeah. thank you, thank you. And, dude, uh, hopefully everybody come back next week. We're going to do it again. We're going to have more things to talk about. And, uh, Miss Tony, where can everybody find you at? They can find me right here on Facebook at Miss Tony Trina Franklin and on Twitter at Tony's underscore Doe and also on Instagram at Tony underscore Doe. Mr. Louie Mac, where can they hey. find you at, buddy? Hey, they can find me at Twitter at Louie Mac 8, and they can also find me as a part of the Pyromaniac group. That's pyromaniac.com, giving you the best fantasy football news and advice that there is out in the industry. Absolutely. And, of course, you guys can find me Tuesday nights right here. And I hope everybody comes back and we're going to do it all again, baby. Word up. Yes, we had a great night tonight. Thank you, everybody, for that streaming in, tuning in, live as well as on the Internet. We do appreciate you. And if you missed any of our show, you can find it on podcast. Just look up the scoreboard and uh, on any device that you may have. Look us up. We'll be there. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. We'll be back here next Tuesday night yeah. at 8 p.m. talking that talk on all things sports. Good night, everybody. Thanks, guys. All right. Good night, baby. Thank Yo, you. thanks, baby. Take us out. I need that B, baby. Okey-doke.